Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the One P Shark. What's going on, y'all? I'm at underscore Scully on Twitter. I've been missing that for a while, for a minute, but I'm back. I'm back. It's good to have my wing mate back. Almost, almost a bigger return as Clay Thompson. But anyway, just the corner man, Trev, the chief of staff. Of almost. What's good? Almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah, you said that one in there, man. I can't even come back after that one, man. But we do still miss Skylar's voice all the way, though. Um, but it's really she, the man, throwing it down to the big fella down low. Yes, sir, the big man at Tev Shakir. What to do, Grizz Nation? Happy New Year to you. Yep, yep, yep. And we have a special guest today, man, Mr. Ryan Haskett, man. How you doing, my guy? What's going on, you guys, man? Nice to see everybody. Big fan of the podcast, big fan of what you guys do. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. We're going to try to keep it cordial, Ryan. But, like, we really, like, you really my dog. Like, people don't understand, like, our relationship. So we're going to keep it cordial. We're going to keep it professional, brother. Uh, you, uh, how you how you feel about the Grizz right now, bro? Man, I'm on cloud, cloud 100, to be honest with you. Like, I think that the foundation that they set the last few years is really starting to, um, the like, the work is starting to show. You know what I'm saying? The flowers are starting to bloom, and everything is happening perfectly. We have a great great coaching staff like great sense of like camaraderie with the players and i think that like we're really doing great and i think that um man we're in an incredible situation for the next like honestly 10 to 15 years like these guys are really young like they're still really young so i'm excited man and we're playing great and yes yeah, it's, it's fun to watch right now where would you rank them now would you say they're a top five top 10 team I think they're top 10. I don't know about top five, but I think that like they are quickly rising the top five. And I think that a lot of the teams that are at the top of the heap aren't going to be there for long because they have organizational dysfunction and issues and stuff in and out. I could look at almost every team outside of the Warriors and maybe the Bucks. And I, you know, saying and say that like they're going to be here the next five years. You know what I'm saying? And the Warriors are they're there right now and they they probably got another three peat in them i think we're gonna talk about that bro <laughs> right. so uh so speaking of which like what, what i mean what team were you a fan of growing up i know you are from memphis um for one how'd you feel about the Grizz growing up man big Grizz fan man i remember the like i remember before they moved to memphis like watching with my mom like on the news that they were we might get a grit might get an nba team because i was a huge bulls fan like michael jordan fan growing up um, so Hmm. I said so was Sharky before. Yeah, yeah, huge. Like I had the I had the VHS tape with the six the six championship runs. Like I watched it all the time. Like went to sleep watching ESPN. Would watch. We we used to get. I don't know if you guys remember. We used to get WGN on cable, so you could watch the Bulls games <laughs> in Memphis. And um, yeah, like I was a huge Michael fan. Like had had a bull had a Michael's like jersey when I was like five or six. So um, I was a big NBA fan. And when we found out that we were getting a team and right as they they announced the team, we got the trade for Jason Williams. And I was a big fan of Jason Williams being a white guy, being a point guard. I mean, I played ball until I was like I played JV in high school, played AAU and stuff. So I was a big, big Jay Will fan. And that was a big deal. So, yeah, I've been a Grizzlies fan since literally day one. They had the press conference at Hacks Cross, the FedEx on Hacks Cross. And my mom tried to like get me up there because she works for fedex so i could like see the press conference when they announced jason williams like when the team had literally just announced like they're coming to memphis and 
yeah, I mean, since day one, Grizz fan. Other than that, like, just was a Jordan fan, a Bulls fan back then. I still like the Bulls, but not – I don't – since Jordan left, I don't – it was, like, immediately switched over to Grizz. Like, even when they sucked and everybody in school was a Lakers fan back then, I was always like, I like the Grizzlies. I don't care what y'all like. Like, even if we don't win but 22 games, like, I'm a Grizzlies fan, so – Right, right. And then you went from Jordan to joining me on the bandwagon with the quote unquote Jordan of our generation with the Warriors, man. <laughs> See, but my thing with the Warriors is different because my boy Ian, Ian Clark is my was my next door neighbor, best friend growing up, like literally like my family. I, I grew up hooping with him. He moved next door to me when I was like five or six, like kindergarten or first grade. And that was my best friend. So the when the Warriors knocked the Grizzlies out of the playoffs that year in the second round when we had them when we were up two one and then they stopped they stopped guarding Tony Allen in the corner and did that whole thing like and and messed the Grizzlies off or whatever and Steph hit that three quarter court shot in Game Six I was like and I, I went to Game Four of that series and was sitting there with my dad like these folks they they were blowing us out by twenty in the first quarter and I was like. I've never seen this happen to the Grizzlies ever. And I became a Steph fan then, but then when my best friend or whatever from childhood joined the team the next year and actually became a member of the team, I ended up meeting Steph and, and Iggy and them when they uh, retired Ian's jersey at Germantown a couple years later. So that's kind of my thing. I, I didn't really jump on it as much. I became an actual fan of Steph's play style and the Warriors play style at that point because it was just, I watched them demolished the Grizzlies for like they blew the Grizzlies out those last three games and I'd never seen that happen ever to the Grizzlies like ever that whole grit and grind run um but yeah you know and I'm I, I think definitely would agree Steph is the Michael Jordan of our generation and like he's man he's the best point guard in history I actually was texting Ian about that a couple of weeks ago when he broke the three-point record I was I was texting Ian like do you think he's number one you've played with him and he's like nah he's He's top two. I still have magic there, but I was like, man, I, I I can't I can't do it, bro. Like Steph comes down the court and every like you're playing four on you're basically playing four on three because he's gonna get doubled, you know what I'm saying? Immediately, like if you don't double him, he's gonna put up at least 35 or 40. Like, and I watched those whole when they were on that after they after Ian joined the team, I watched every game until game six when Clay got hurt like every single game. So I got to watch them blow everybody out. And Steph would have Steph would average like 45 or 50. He just didn't play in 75% of the fourth quarters. So yeah, like he's the best ever, but yeah. So of course uh, our relationship has grown through, you know, music through DJing, but everybody in the world, once they see this clip, once they hear your voice, they're going to know you as the turnt white boy and all the jicking videos, right? So one, I want you to explain what exactly is Jukin, and two, how long you've been a part of the community. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. There's this thing I gotta, I gotta learn. How do you? Spell oh yeah, that? oh yeah, you oh yeah. Spell that for real quick for me. How do you spell it? Yeah, I gotta. I'm not from Memphis, so I have to yeah, learn yeah. what it takes to be a so Memphis. Memphis. It's called Memphis Jukin, like cooking or looking, right? Jukin. Memphis, M-E-M-P-H-I-S. We're not going to spell out what the acronym means, but y'all know what it means. Just go to go to, go to, to Google. Hey. <laughs> Making easy money. You know. You know the rest. Uh, Jookin, J-O-O-K-I-N. And you can follow Memphis Jookin on all social media platforms. Our Facebook page just hit 250,000 followers today. Twitter page, at Memphis Jookin, verify, like, 
10,000 Instagram page, TikTok, YouTube, everything. Um, and Memphis Jookin is the current name for Gangster Walking. Gangster Walking is the style of dance that came out in the late 80s and early 90s when Memphians first started making their own original hip hop and rap music. Rap music and hip hop culture came out of New York and then spread to California. And then when it finally hit Memphis and Memphians began creating their own or began creating their own style, slowing the music down. And a DJ by the name of DJ Spanish Fly um, started creating the first original Memphis music. We created our own party dance. It was called Gangsta Walking back in the day. It was something that all of our, well, not mine, because my my folks are super white. They listen to classic rock and whatever else. But everybody else in the city knew how to gangsta walk, you know what I'm saying? And that was just the party dance, like the hit them folks or the woe or the stuff that we have today on the internet. Like we had our own thing. And um, in 2006 and seven, there's a couple of different names for joking or gangsta walking. There's another one called chopping. There's another one called bucking or ticking. You know, if you're from Memphis, you've literally heard, like I, I heard Ian on the driveway when I was like nine or 10, tell somebody like he didn't know how to chop. And I was like, I didn't know what that meant or here. You, you, don't, you don't know how to buck, bro. You don't know how to whatever. And then YouTube came out and I, and I understood what I would see at the school dances and what I would see sometimes. And I found out that they were calling it Memphis Jukin at that at that time. Jukin is just another word for like juke. And juke is just an African-American term that just basically means like buck dance or getting buck or just dancing to whatever tribal music or whatever is going on. And um, yeah, Memphis Jukin is just like the, the umbrella term for gangster walking or whatever, because they decided that they were going to call it that because people had started calling it Jukin in the city. And then they put the word Memphis on it to make sure that nobody could take it and not credit Memphis. Uh And that's why we always make sure we we keep the word Memphis in it because we want to make sure that people can't steal from us because they always try and they're not getting away with it no more, pretty much. So, yeah. And a lot of things have been stolen. A lot of things have been stolen from Memphis, but we ain't got to get into the whole conversation. Oh, yeah. So talk for another day for yeah. another podcast. How long have you been a part of, uh, of the Jukin community? Uh, I So in 2007, I met Lil Buck, and that was when Jukin first hit YouTube. We had our we were like the first viral street dance on YouTube back then. Um, we were one of the first street dance communities to start putting videos up. Every, they just started buying those little, those little camcorders and whatever else and just recording everything and just putting stuff on YouTube. And anybody that was from Memphis that was – getting on YouTube, uh, you know what I'm saying, in the in the early days, just wanted to see anything they could from the city. So those videos started going viral and whatnot. Um, and I was a freshman in high school back then. So I met Lil Buck and he showed me everything that was going on on MySpace and YouTube. And I just, I was like a hip hop dancer or whatever from like, like, like dance studios. And I danced, I was a junior Grizzlies dancer. I danced on the junior Grizzlies dance team when I was 11 the the last year they were in the pyramid um i danced with them the first year that they went to the playoffs or whatever actually the 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 first ever playoff game in memphis at the pyramid was my birthday in 2004 when hubie brown got the coach of the year thing and um yeah so like i was a dancer 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 and i was hooping and stuff too and then like like that moment of meeting buck showing me the youtube thing showing me joking like I was always the the guy that like I like to freestyle. I was really good at doing hip hop choreography, but I was always the person that would be like, "You turn the beat on, and I'm gonna, I, I can't not 
basically dance or whatever. So then learning about, yeah, learning about Memphis Jukin and learning about what was going on, like I, um, I fell in love with it just from like the viewership. And then I ended up meeting the sensei of Jukin, Dr. Rico, who was Buck's teacher and Daniel's teacher and Gino's teacher. And he became like my best friend and mentor. And then from there, man, I just became like the ultimate student of the game. They had just written written a book on juking, like how to learn how to juke, basically codifying it and making breaking it down like ballet. So you could like learn all the moves because all the moves had names to them and and learn about like the bounce, the Memphis bounce that like is the heartbeat of the dance style and everything else. And I just became like the I just I was such good friends with Rico that like and I was just I just I went over his house in his apartment like every day and like I, once he finally started teaching me like I just I stuck with it and and dove off in there and then eventually like from being a terrible joker I became good because I was very bad in the beginning and you could look at my early YouTube videos they're very bad they're very 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 bad and uh but yeah just from there man I just fell in love with it I'm just I'm in love with all things Memphis and Jukin is just the most Memphis thing in the world. And it's just one of those things I just like, I just love like with all my heart and like have put everything that I can into it. You know what I'm saying? The past uh, almost, yeah, if it was 2007, it's been like 15 years now. That's crazy to think about. Um, finally starting to, finally starting to be an overnight success with it. We're finally starting to break through, um, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's kind of going from this underground thing to this mainstream thing, but we're, doing our best to keep it authentic and keep it Memphis and not lose the soul um, of it. Cause we don't want, we don't want it to just turn into moves. You know, it's way more than moves. It's literally like being a joker means like you, you are dancing to show the DNA of Memphis basically through your body. That's literally what joking is. So, yeah. Outside of uh, Gucci Mane's I get the bag. What's your favorite song to joke to? That was so petty. Um, there's a there's a story about that. I I I dropped a, a Coca-Cola coming out of a gas station one time and he was laughing at me because he was like, You're gonna fumble the bag one day and I'm gonna laugh at you. And I bought a Coke and came out the gas station and dropped that gun and it exploded. Yeah, that's that's why he said that. Favorite song today was like never happened in my life. It was divine timing, law of attraction. Like he yeah, he made me fumble the bag, like. And almost got it on video, probably. Uh, favorite song to joke to, man. Um, let me think. Uh, gotta be some Dolph related, right? Gotta be. <laughs> my favorite Dolph song, yeah. Honestly, like this is one I've I've danced with so many times. Preach. Yeah. Yeah, I actually want to. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I think I. Yeah, I I love that song, man. And I like. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. I'm a I'm a huge Project Pat fan though. Honestly, like Pat's like my favorite rapper, favorite Memphis rapper for sure. I, I could probably I don't know if I would say he's my favorite rapper, favorite rapper, because I think I listen to a lot of different music. But um man, there's so many. Like there's there's so many. Like and I and I'm deep, I'm like deep fried on it. Like I go back to like the underground, underground stuff that's got like 10,000 views on YouTube and stuff that like people don't even know about the instrumentals and all this other stuff that like, yeah, I, I'm I'm deep fried. But yeah, we'll go with the one that I, I have not, I've never gone into a club and not played in the last like 10 years. And if I play it, I'm probably gonna joke to it is Preach by, by Dolph for sure. Like, and I have definitely joked to that thing 
hundreds of times. I've battled people to it. I embarrassed somebody at the bluff to it one night. Some little kid that wanted to challenge me was talking noise, saying he was going to battle me for $50. And I take his money. I ain't take his money. I just <laughs> shut him up. I, yeah, I did. I, I shut him up. And of course, of course, the the, the the dance to put you on the map was to shoot, right? Yeah, um, kind of. I had finally started figuring out how to go viral, how to use social media properly, and that's something that I had. I realized at a point, I was like, "We've got all this talent in the drinking community, and I've got all this talent." At that point, I had like developed my talent, but yeah, I realized I was like, I started to figure out like how to like do videos that follow trends and things, and do it in my own way and keep it Memphis in my own way. So yeah, that shoot video that year, that was the first one that hit, that was my first million view video. I think it hit like 2.7 million in like a day or two or something. And that was the height of Block Boy's thing. And I realized later on, I didn't realize it at the time why it went so viral. Uh, Block Boy shared it from his Facebook page. I found out later on and I was like, I was wondering why like it went from like, it was doing good to all of a sudden it was like I was DJing at the bluff and I was looking at my phone like, yo, it just went from 100,000 to 500,000. Yo, it just went to 900. I was sitting there like, oh my God, like, okay, cool. Like, and, I, and then it, but then it, and then I was like, I kind of get it now. I kind of understand how to, like, how to do it, you know? And uh, yeah, good times. Good times in some ways. That was a good. That was a good part of those times. So I, I definitely got a couple more questions. Um, I'm not sure if the brothers brothers got some. Um, who's the most famous person to follow you? Drake. Mm, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I think. Yeah, I was. I would say Drake. I guess. Yeah, I don't no, know. No, Drake, Drake's a pretty big deal. Oh man, we got we got big timers on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drake. So Drake follows the Jooking page. So Drake Drake's ties to Memphis are really deep. Like his father's from Memphis. Like his ties are deep. like he's he's as Memphis as you can be. That's like not probably ever lived lived in the city. But he was coming down to Memphis all the time in the summer times. And you guys have know his dad is always around. Like his dad, like his like his dad and his dad is. A, a Memphis old school Memphis pimp, basically. Like, yeah, like he his dad is as Memphis as it can be. Like, um, yeah. So I I I ended up getting a, a long conversation with him about a song and some other stuff or whatever years ago. And in the process of doing that, like he ended up, I ended up sending him my page or whatever. And he was like, Oh, like we had this long conversation and this long thing, just like two grown man just talk just basically two memphians talking about memphis rap music or whatever in the joking pages instagram dms and then we ended up connecting on that or whatever but uh yeah i guess that would be it but yeah he's cool i mean just it, drake's just a normal dude like it's just cool the other person would i know he don't follow me the other person i've met that i can think of in that realm is steph and steph is like man he's steph is just as cool as y'all like you wouldn't even think he's the greatest shooter of all time like that man is just cool and down to earth. I got one. All right. So I got a 15 year, 15 month old daughter. And I, you know, I'm about as Memphis as you can get. So I'm right there with you, Ryan. And I want to teach her how to juke. So if there is some secret sauce that you can tell us, if somebody wants to teach their 15 month old daughter how to juke, what do I need to know? What do where do I start off with? All right. So first of all, you gotta you gotta put it on the Mr. Don't Play album. You gotta got, okay. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> Go to see Mr. Doe play on nice. repeat. You just gotta loop it. 
got to loop it. Um, and then, man, the secret sauce to Zook and everybody, like, we all, we've got all these dancers from all over the world. And they're always trying to learn it. They're always looking at the moves, like the things you can do with your feet and the ankle break things that we do now that's popular and getting on our toes and the toe spins and stuff that's popular. The secret sauce is the bounce. The bounce is the mm. heartbeat. If you don't have that Memphis, like, yeah. it comes on and you just, like, you feel that bounce, like, yeah. that's literally the secret to the dance because, like, without that, your zooking dies. You can do all the movements in the world, but the movements are done in other dance styles. What makes mm -hmm. it Memphis is, like, the bounce and the sense of rhythm and then the Memphis character and attitude that comes out, like, through doing the movements. Like, you literally look like – when you zooking – a real Zucker looks like they from Memphis. They look like it looks like it looks like what you would just how somebody would like handle themselves like getting out the car and walk like and walking mm -hmm. into the gas station and coming back out. They just doing more things or whatever. So that's that's literally the key is the bounce. And cool. yeah, so like I always tell somebody, I'm like, hey bro, like if you can get I'd be teaching people. I got this guy I've been teaching for years, this good friend of mine, and he's like the He's from Memphis. He's from Whitehaven, but he's like the weirdest Whitehaven person ever. And he does not listen to music and doesn't like listen to like he's never really got into like, music. Do and I'm like, bro, like you can do all the moves, but like you don't if you if you forget the bounce and forget the rhythm. I had to tell him the other day. I was like, bro, you just gonna have to come to the club with me every time I DJ and just hang out because like if you just you can get all the slides, all the like everything you know how to do everything with your body but like you just don't look like you from memphis like and that's that's just the bounce so that's literally the key man so yeah just let us sleep and mr don't play bro you know what i'm saying put gorilla pimp on repeat a couple times you know what i'm saying and um i mean she's gonna come out talking smart but that's you know, fine. probably breaking some probably breaking some rules too that's bro. fine so uh, i think what i'm gonna do is me and me and the baby we're gonna probably see some videos of me and her just bouncing to gorilla pimp we're gonna do that for you and I promise. Don't you, be surprised when you get As them. soon as she gains some type of control over her body, that rhythm will not be there. And so, whatever she, I pro, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. She already got a DJ table X too. I've seen him the the, the video of her DJ. Yes, like once you get that, like it, you can you can learn the, yeah. the 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 footnotes, the foot positions. You can learn all that. All that other stuff can be learned, but like you gotta have that bounce in you, man. Gotta have bounce. Gotcha. You gotta have that bounce in you. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all be in the club. Mm -hmm. Everybody be in the club. Just yeah, the whole it's, it's time. the rocking. It's the it's the head. It's the head yeah, movement. It's, it's, it's the it's, yeah. It's, it's, you gotcha. know, that's what Jugan is. is just like I got the bounce is so so deep in me. I gotta like I gotta let it out. Like I just gotta let it out. I gotta move around. Like that's what it is. Even even for me today, like I be DJing and stuff, and like sometimes it just just comes over me. I'm like I can't. I gotta. I gotta. I can't. He's stand literally him. the only person I've ever seen DJ and Jook at the exact same time. It's it's, it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so I got I got one more question. Um, what does it mean to keep in Memphis? It's something you said before we started, and it's something that you um, actually just said. But what is it? What does it mean to keep in Memphis? I mean, it just means like when you're from Memphis, you have these specific characteristics and characteristics and traits about you that are unique you know what i'm saying like the fact i could bring up i said project pat mr don't play and everybody was like everybody in here was like yeah like it's just being authentically and and, and not shying away from like the unique things about our city period like the way we talk the way we dress the music we listen to the 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 jokes that are funny to us like i could say the word pothole 
and every one of y'all gonna be like, I can say the word Dixie Queen, and y'all gonna be like, or I can say, um, James. James, I can say. I'm about I about say insert hot wing spot here. Yeah, I can say. I mean, <laughs> like right now, I can say, I can say Zebo. You can say whoop that trick and then go Zebo. I can say, I can say Jaw now. Like Jaw is like a like he he has that culture about him. Like it's just that. That thing that there's like just that attitude and that spirit of like we're underdogs, we're like the smallest big city in, in the United States, but our culture has influenced everything. We're the North Pole. Like Christmas just happened. We are the North Pole. FedEx is here. The world headquarters of of Nike Logistics is here. Like meaning everything comes through Memphis, and it's just like you just got to keep that in you and not let not when you go other places. Like I'm sure Tevin's doing in Phoenix, and like every time I travel, we're getting ready to do this Memphis looking tour and stuff. It's like Showing up someplace and being like, I'm not finna change who I am. I ain't finna change how I talk. I'm not finna change how I dress. I'm not finna change how I dance. I'm not finna change the music I listen to. Like, I'm from Memphis. Like, and I'm just gonna keep it that way. And I can't not be that. And that's just the thing. You know, we don't have to water down who we are because we have good intentions and we and our our city is important and is unique. And we just gotta embody that and not ever forget that, you know, because like we're special and we are unique. Like. You know, we could talk about Nashville. That's that's mini L.A. We could talk about New York. That's just a, a, a blending melting pot of everything outside of the boroughs and the things or whatever that go on there. Um, but you can't say that like Memphis isn't just this unique thing. You can feel it like come from Mississippi and cross state line, come from Nashville and cross state. Like soon as you get here, you like it's just different, man. So just, you know, trying to keep that energy alive and be and be real about it and not like shy away from who we are like we're special you know it ain't no place it ain't no pl- place on earth like memphis that's for damn show yeah they definitely no water um like it is for memphis as Pretty well exactly. uh, so many things man we could just we could go on forever like yeah question for you ryan as we kind of segue um ourselves being someone that's been a fan with for the Grizzlies since the beginning and day one, and I love the reference of Jason Williams, White Chocolate as well. But if you could put together a starting five of Grizzly players, who would be your starting five? Well, unfortunately, Mike Connolly would not make the cut at this point. I've met Mike. Mike's a good dude. I literally met him. He was a he was a rookie. I met him in the mall. He was walking around Macy's in Carville by himself, like rookie season. They were getting demolished and he he was walking around the mall, just like look shell shocked. Like I've been Memphis, I don't know where I am, but we get not tail beat, and they hate me and all this stuff. But now he wouldn't make the cut. So Jai at the one. Um, we're gonna have enough offense to carry us. I'm gonna put Tony at the two, even though Tony can't. Tony ain't worth. Tony to miss more layups than anybody in NBA history. Um, my God. Tony was so infuriating. Like he would make the most amazing defensive play and come and come down and just be like, bro, like, can you put the ball in the square, bro? Like, this is basketball one-on-one. Like, oh my he God. Just by himself, too. It, it, yes. It, he'd be in the open floor. It'll just be him. Blowing them giants. Oh my God. But I put him at the two because I think we are right. uh the three. Um man, there's so many good threes, but they all like none of them like jump ahead of each other to me. Like. We had Mike Miller, we had Shane Battier, um, Rudy, Sean Rudy. Prince, Rudy. I mean, Rudy's there, but I don't, 
I don't, I don't really mess with Rudy like that. I ain't gonna lie to you. I never really mess with him. He, he too, he too Hollywood, man. He never like, he never just was like, couldn't get down with him. That's part of why Powell left. I was like, bro, you just, you ain't, I can't get, you ain't, you ain't, ain't Memphis. You ain't yeah, Memphis. Memphis. Like, like, <laughs> Memphis. Like, I was Memphis. Like until, until they started doing all that stuff and like, yeah. And I remember them being in the forum and them booing Powell. Like, yeah. So uh I'll go I'll go Mike Miller, honestly. I'll go Mike as the as the three. Um I mean up until now, I think he was the best three-point shooter we've ever had. Uh I think Bain is 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 there, honestly. Um I think Desmond is there. Yeah, I mean he just he just need time, honestly. But like he he gonna he gonna shatter whatever that three-point record is, he's gonna shatter it. Um and then obviously the four and five, like I would love to put Powder, but Powell's gonna have to be the sixth man. Um, you know, Zebo and Mark for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. You would you want to put Triple J in there? No, bro, chill out. <laughs> I, he, he's going to be there. Like he he's going to be there. I mean, he he's will be there for sure. They he will be there. He is his ceiling is so high. Uh, he will be there. He will definitely surpass Zach, in my opinion, um, at some point in time. And that's that's big shoes to fill. But yeah, he'll definitely be there. He's he's such a diverse player, and he plays both sides of the ball like so well. Um, he was incredible yesterday, like in, incredible. But that's but that's normal. He just needs he just needs to build his momentum and just get reps and just be confident. You know, like honestly, like you know, and he's he's playing with three ball dominant guards too, like that are gonna shoot the ball every time they touch it, pretty much, like. Um, excluding Ja, but you know, Ja, Ja's gonna get his twenty shots a night, so it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, I think I he will be there. The real question is like, will he be there at the four or the five, basically? Because they like, I feel like they're gonna go small. They they playing right now, but they're gonna end up doing the small ball thing for sure at some point. He gonna end up running the five like he was yesterday, and he was killing. He was killing Zubac like he. He was doing him in, like at a point. It was just like, "Come on, bro, you can't hold him." Like yeah, that's called barbecue chicken. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, real good barbecue chicken too. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so Ja, Tony, Mike Miller, Zebo, and uh, Jake Sakalitis. Bro, chill out. I- and Hashim to beat and Bo Outlaw at the four. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah. okay, can we get can we get to the show? Tell you, uh, <laughs> come on, man! I I can tell you I can tell you about all the sloggers ever. Like we can list them all. I got I, Brian Cardinal. <laughs> Ryan Cardinal, top five, like, top five slowest Grizzlies ever. Um, oh my god, we could go there. Oh my god. Oh, Allen Iverson on that list. You know, he near. only played oh, like a, a game. Damn man. Well, that's why he's still top five of slowest Grizzlies all time. Always, bro. Anyway. We're gonna have to do. A, we're gonna have to do a list, y'all. Slowest Grizzlies yeah, all time. Was, yeah, that's that's for another day, though. That's we, we, <laughs> another time, another time. No, for real, we're gonna have to do that. <laughs> Ooh, man, positive vibes over here. Positive vibes. <laughs> Well, anyway, we don't have to worry about no worst decreases of all time on this current team because they're on a game winning streak. 
we're, we're looking pretty good right now. So this past week, well, we beat Brooklyn, uh, smoked them, beat Cleveland, um, came out to the wire, shout out to Ja, uh, smacked Detroit, then smacked the Clippers without Ja, and then the Brooks did get hurt. He's out three to five weeks now. But at this point, I don't care who's hurt. Um, we're going to keep winning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we can... no, all right, we straight. Like... Right. At next man up, man. That's that's him, basically what rest. it is. Let him rest. We good, bro. Chill yeah. out. We, we'll see you in April. You I just, just I said, we'll see you in time for the playoffs, Dylan. It is what it is. All right, bro. Just, just sit down. Just enjoy yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> so for disclaimer, hopefully they are nine in a row by the time we finish uh this episode. By the time this episode is released, uh, they do play the Lakers. We are recording before the game. Um in the episode we was released on the podcast platforms. The game will be played. So hopefully it's nine in a row come into the new week but what are y'all thoughts about the grizzlies over the past week and last four games um i'll jump in there man because I, I i've i've told y'all and i put on twitter that i'm super behind i've been in my nfl bag over the past few weeks um but what i've noticed in the couple games that i've rewatched is something that we've gotten already said which is the next man up mentality and it's one thing to say it but it's another thing to do it right it's one thing to have jaw out for a game but then have triple j come up and put up you know 26 28 points it's one thing to have the anthony melton you know be out and desmond bain you know he's not missing an open three to for you know for nothing so i think that's the biggest thing that uh in my opinion that's helped the grizzlies you know not only with this winning streak but you know the one that they've had which essentially has been essentially two uh winning uh, winning streaks put together is somebody's out somebody else then whether somebody from the g league somebody that's at the end of the bench somebody is stepping up to you know feel that void that somebody else you know isn't being able to put there that's the biggest thing for me it's you know them being able to say you know killing chili is your game you know DeAnthony melton is your game desmond bain is your game john moran is going to give you the 25 to 30 that he's going to consistently give you but who else is going to be there um, to you know, to to grab rebounds, to block shots, whatever the case may be. That's the thing for me that I've noticed. Um, that and y'all know I'm a big defensive guy, and they are locking down and playing defense. Uh, those are two things that have stood out for me over the past, you know, the few games. Yes, and another person we got to give some uh, big shout out to who's been on the next man up, who just came back from injury, is Zaire Williams. Um, of course, he had his first start. Uh, this past week um, in the game against Detroit, in which I was in the house for that. Uh, quick 11 points, quick work for him. Looked like he was didn't really miss a beat since he uh, has returned um, from injury. But to Skylar's point, the Grizzlies have looked lights out on defensively. They're uh, really locked in um, on that side of the ball. You know what you're getting from Ja. Um, it's a shame that Dylan is out, but again, just rest easy. Next man up. Nelson Baines been lights out again i'm gonna say it again desmond bain most improved player book it i'll even go even further three-point shootout champion desmond bain book it i i will i will i will most likely go there um i don't see any reason why you can't be in a three-point shootout this year honestly that's a good point (laughs) so um but yeah in the end man just kudos to to the effort that all of the guys have been given um Throughout this this win streak, the best uh, gotta acknowledge the best record in December um, for the Grizzlies on top of this uh, eight game winning streak, which is a franchise time record. Hopefully, they would have broken that record by the time this podcast comes out. Um, 
And I don't hear any more um, JV complaints because I think everybody's now starting to come along to Big Steve and them, which I told everybody on this podcast on Twitter that, hey, yes, we're losing what we're losing offensively with JV, but you're going to love Steven Adams. Just trust me. And um, and sky's the limit for this Grizzly saying they looking like they can do some damage because now they're a half a game back, a game and a half, excuse me, of the Utah Jazz for that third seed, and that's looking real obtainable right about now. So there you go. Man, um, <clears throat> pardon me for going a little bit further um, than just this week. When I watch this week against that next man up mentality, I think about what does it take for us to win playoff games in the playoff series? And when you think about a playoff series, very rarely do you just have your stars win every well, four games and not have someone in a role player, bench player step up. And what we've been seeing, not even just this year, but also last year, is that we have capable talent that can go out and win us a playoff game when it comes time. This is a playoff team. Um, for those of us, uh, those of not us, but those that were listening or making predictions about us maybe being in the playoffs, maybe not. When we said that we're going to be in the playoffs on this podcast, we really truly meant that. And just for us to be winning the Southwest division like we are right now and dominating means that we need to be ready to take that next step. And we're proving it right now. Taylor Jenkins is doing a phenomenal job. Sorry, he's got COVID. So if you need me for a 10 day contract, um, I'm here to coach as well. Um, But like legitimately, that's what I've been thinking about in got Williams, but, Bain has just been like the biggest gem to drop uh, on the lap of the Grizzlies. We knew Ja was pretty special in college and what he was able to do with Murray State, but I don't think we knew how great Desmond Bain was going to be to this point right now. And to your point, MIP, three-point shootout, I don't care what he gets. As long as he can get us some wins and continue to get us wins um, throughout. And then, like I said, I'm now looking forward to the playoffs at this point. Um, and I want to see who's going to step up for us when it's time for us to win a series against whoever, whatever five bums they want to put us against. Yeah, great point, everybody. I'll just keep it real short. Um, I'm continuously proud of the players stepping up, as we've all mentioned. Uh, and huge shout out. I know I was critical for sure, and as ish, I should have been uh, for Coach Jenkins, but he did have a great December. He did win Coach of the Month uh, for the Western Conference. Um, so salute to Coach Jenkins for figuring it out. And, you know, kind of t- he just at the point now, well, of course, everybody's tinkering with lineups, but he's having success with it. So um, salute to Coach Jenkins on doing that. Um, of course, Dylan Brooks being out, I think it's going to help, you know, Zaire Williams get more into, you know, playing ball, especially him coming back and the way he looked comfortable in the Pistons game uh, was pretty good. And, like, coming into the season, like, for sure, we didn't know how he plan out, but, like, he's looking, he's looking comfortable. And, like, we've all said, like, you know, even Ron said, like, embodying that Memphis culture, like, next man up, let's do what we got to do. Let's be ourselves and let, let's get the job done. Um, so right now we are number one in blocks and rebounding. If we keep that up, the last team to win and average number one in both of those was the 2016 Golden State Warriors. So, you know, sorry to bring up the Warriors one more time, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I definitely want to give a shout out. Uh, well, of course, I do the play. Uh, we're going to go to our play all week in a minute, so I'll skip that part. But um, just shout out to the Grizz again for steadily proving me wrong. Of course, I have us as a top six team. Um, I didn't think we can have the potential to be a top three team in the West. Um, so they, let's keep going up. Like you said, Trevor, the sky is really the limit. Uh, let, let's continue to go up and next man up. 
Uh, we're gonna definitely talk about Golden State. We we see y'all Tuesday. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, but <laughs> let me get to my <laughs> my thoughts first. Uh, great week. Uh, I think I did predict. I predicted us to go four and one. Uh, I had us losing to Cleveland, which was the the closest game. So uh, glad they pulled that one out. Uh, proving me wrong. Thank you. Uh, a game win streak. Keep it rolling, man. Next man up. Proud of uh, Zaire. Uh, him coming back. He looks much more comfortable. It's like him. And he did say he's been watching tape him and watching uh Desmond Bain a lot, uh, studying like just tape with him. And you could tell like he he looks like a different player, he looks more comfortable, more like confident than he did before he got hurt. So starting to see more glimpses out of him that you know making us think down the line two one, two years later, uh oh, you know, he might be that guy that you know that they was looking for when they traded up for him in draft. Three for the future. And, yep, for sure. Everybody else, man, great job. Like I said, Triple J. Now, when he's struggling, he's doing other stuff. When he's on, he's on. Uh, just need to get him a job on at the same time when they play with each other. It seems like he has his best games when Jai's out, but we discussed that before. Taylor Jenkins need to get them into more pick and pop, pick and rolls more often than having Jai Steve Albert uh, doing it. So, man, the sky's the limit. And uh, I guess Ryan, give us your take about this past week in the Grizzlies, I guess, in the whole season, in your case, since this show, uh, since you're a guest on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think we're. Um... I don't know if I say a little ahead of schedule. I think that like it's just the the system and the foundation that that they've been setting in the last few years is really starting to show, and the work they've been putting in as far as like building a confident roster of guys with like compatible skill sets and everything, and making some of the the tough moves like the tough move to lose JV, but balancing the the roster out in a different way and allowing other players to to shine and step up. Um, I think that they've just done a great job from top to bottom, from general manager to coaching to everything. And they 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 really they really seem like they like each other a lot. And that's something that I think is like understated in the NBA, because I was looking at the Clippers game yesterday and I was like, this is just a bunch of random fools that like it's just like they've been traded around and, and, and done all this thing. And you've got PG, who's a basically a, a, a toss junk, you know what I'm saying? And Kawhi, who's basically a toss junk, you know what I'm saying? They just they go in wherever, you know what I'm saying? They can go. And um, to try to get a ring, and the thing about it is, like, like they don't. It doesn't. It doesn't look like they like each other and they want to hang around each other. Because from an NBA standpoint, like, they have to be around each other for 200, 300 days in a row outside of the All Star break. You know what I'm saying? They're traveling with each other all the time, and they just look like they just having the greatest time in the world. And when somebody's out, the system is the same. The defensive habits are the same. The defensive rotations are the same. The things that they're trying to do are the same. So it doesn't really matter who's in or out. Like, they're going to play the same type of basketball no matter who's on the court. And they all know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I think that, like, they're just at a huge advantage because there's very few teams that are stable like that. You know what I'm saying? You've got the Warriors that are stable like that. And I don't know I don't know how many teams you could look at it and be like, yo, they've been playing the same way or been building the same thing for the past three years, the past thousand days. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's just showing – and I think that everybody's just getting older and they're just getting better and more confident. Like they're not afraid. They're not worried about seeing LeBron today. You know what I'm saying? Or they're not worried. They weren't worried about seeing the boys yesterday. They weren't worried about seeing Kevin and, and James. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? In Brooklyn earlier this week, they're just not, they're not concerned. They feel like they're, they're just as good or better than these people. I definitely feel like Ja feels like he's better than these people. And that's important. And I feel like that's raising the confidence of everybody in the group. And it's just, they're just, we're just seeing it. We're seeing it in how they perform. And I'm not really surprised. I think that like 
this is what we should get used to the next like 10 years you know i mean the only the only thing that i think we're the only interesting thing about what we have going on right now is roster construction is the fact that like we've got a bunch of amazing wings even even this past summer like we got rid of grayson who was playing great at a point it's like we've got a lot of good talented wings like nobody's gonna not everybody can stay forever so that's the only interesting thing to me about about what we have going on i mean and other than that i think it's it's right on time i i you know like i hope we win today and i don't i don't really foresee there's not very many teams i look at and i'm like they're definitely more developed. They're definitely better. Like we're going to struggle against them. That's like the Warriors, the Suns, and that's not gonna last forever because CP can't be there forever. Um, so they're gonna drop back down at some point. Um, I don't know. I think we're in a great space, man, and I'm excited. Like I think that this was, you know, we've rebuilt essentially. Like we've rebuilt, and yes, these young guys are playing out of their minds, but like, you know, like. Ja can be the best point guard in the league. I think he's number two right now behind stuff. And like, I don't, I think that Jaron should be there. Like Jaron, Jaron, if he keeps playing this way, will be an all-star next year, probably. And like, that's, we, we good. We in there like forever. Like we, we are, this, this next 10 years should be, man, it should be amazing. Like, and we should be all right. So I'm excited. And For those that may ask, a toss joint is not a good thing. Trust me. <laughs> toss joint is not a good thing. <laughs> not, and I don't, it's not respectable either. Like, it's not, that's, exactly. the point, that's the point I make. Like, it's not respectable. It's like, you, it's not, it's not respectable. Like, it's, it's you don't get no, look at us, look at us educating the rest of the city on Memphis turns. Look at us. We, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not respectable, bro. You for anybody. You will go anywhere you for anybody. Yeah, sure. Like, I just don't want nobody to listen to this podcast and be like, "Yeah, I want to be a toss jump for Halloween." Like, like, no, nah, that's not. No, you I don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even know. Maybe we should check Urban Dictionary. See if it's in Urban Dictionary. It should be in there. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the Clippers, we've come a long way, man. It's been less than a year. I saw a player on their roster on the court last night playing against the Grizzlies by the name of Justice Winslow. And I saw, you know, last year, just last year, remember this, Grizzlies Twitter was having a full-blown argument about this player every single day. Look at us now. Look at look at Clippers. Look at him, man. Maybe coming along. I, I ain't going to lie. I didn't watch Isn't the Clippers it, game, so I didn't even know he was on the Clippers. Isn't like, it funny what? that this whole podcast, Starting Five, got started because of Justice Winslow? He's confused. Oh, man. Unconfident, man. He is hilarious. Like, Starting Five, we in year two now. We literally got started because of Justice Winslow. Like, that is hilarious now that I think about it. <laughs> That's just wrong, man. We got to start keeping tabs on Justice. Justice, like I didn't know he was. No, we don't. No, we don't. He's not the greatest. I guess you can start keeping tabs on the list. No, but I don't care. Plus, coming together like like this, man. Two, two, so he's not. What they got to do? Because I'm pretty sure Ryan would agree. He's about one to two teams away from being a toss joint. So we don't need to keep tabs on bro. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Let's let's move it on. Hey, y'all, <laughs> y'all entering clock out territory in the city. Yeah, yeah. He's not jumping like he like PG is. Like he's not jumping like some of these folks. They just like uh, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like he's getting traded because nobody wants him. And yeah, yeah, I'm just saying you don't keep you don't keep tabs on on, on toss joints. You you do what you got to do and you keep it moving. That's it. <laughs> 
For the opposite of Tosh Giants, let's choose to have a player, Grizz player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you go first. <laughs> Who's your player of the week for the Grizz? Who had the best week? Uh, I mean, I want it's between Jar or Dez. I would probably say Dez because I I feel like Dez is um Dez is super consistent, and he also played in all the games this week. Jar ja, ja missed um yesterday so i'll probably say dez like because Dez is just getting to the point now he's just like he's a he's a walking 20 piece like he's just he's gonna get 20 every night and like you just ain't gotta worry about it like he's gonna give he's gonna and he's that that level of production is what's keeping us like being able to beat everybody because if you think about it, if you break that down per quarter that's five points per quarter which means we never really ever having a bad quarter like because he gonna get five you know and if he and if he and if he hits one three he's liable to hit two or three like real quick on you you know what I'm saying? So like I give it, I'll probably give it to Dez this week. I mean, you could always vote Ja. I mean, Ja's the best player, but I think that um Ja definitely in the Cleveland game was he 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 wasn't having the best game. Like he 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 still had his 20, but it was an ugly 20. And he he had them last two, three possessions or whatever where he took over and, and made some incredible things happen and and did what a superstar player does. But yeah, he it it he was not having the greatest game versus Cleveland for sure. And it, that's why we didn't blow him out. He was running in there with them seven footers and getting lost and had to figure out what to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ja for almost exactly what Ryan said. Just granted, you know, Ja had, he didn't have the best of games uh, when he, get, when he, when he gets the Cavaliers, but he closed the game and what you've seen and heard from him and, you know, just his actions show that, He's not scared of anybody. And I'm a big fan of people. Again, that's what that's what made me, you know, be a fan of Kobe Bryant. Kobe Memphis Bryant didn't care. Kobe didn't care who was in front of him. He didn't care who was at the rim. He didn't care who was the help defender. He was going after you, and he was going to go after you every single time. And you can tell that's what Ja, his, his swagger shows you that he talks like that. Um, so just for his ability to kind of close out that, that Cleveland game and what he did against – um, the Nets and the dunk that he had was just amazing. So he's my 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 Grizz um, of the week. But then also, if I can throw an extra one in there, my other Grizz of the week is Kendrick Perkins. I'm sorry, Kendrick Perkins is it's, it's like he's the spokesperson for the Grizzlies. Like he's just he's that one guy whether for, for national media that's going to make sure that when there's an NBA segment that's talked about, the Grizzlies are going to be talked about. And I appreciate for everything that he's consistently doing in the media to make sure that the Grizzlies are getting the talk in the respect that they deserve. Hey, hey, toss joint, toss joint warning on Kendrick. Toss joint warning on Kendrick. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. He might switch around. We'll see. The thing that toss joint finna become the theme of this episode is just hilarious to me. It is, but anywho, uh, with the first word, with the first letter in joint, multiply times three, uh, that's my Grizz of the week. So well, I'm giving it to Jerry Jackson Jr. Um, too much of what uh, Skyler and Ryan have both have said about Ja. Uh, yes, he did close the Cleveland game and he didn't have the best of games for the first three quarters. But the guy who pretty much kept things rolling for the Grizzlies in that Cleveland Cavaliers game was Jerry Jackson Jr. He did contribute uh, not so much on the rebound side, but he did contribute 22 points. He shot 50% from the field. Um in the two games that he really didn't have an impact scoring, you saw his impact in his defense, being able to 
protect the rim, stay out of foul trouble, stay in the game, um, things of that nature. Uh, again, could have easily went to job, but just to name someone else that has played well this week, I would definitely would go with Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, as a non toss jump, um, I would definitely give it to my man, uh, BC Brandon Clark. Um, against the Pistons, you know, he was 11 and four, then points, four rebounds. I mean, but we didn't need too much from him. But if you think about the other games, uh, 13 and nine, um, he was against the Cavs, 16 and seven against the Nets, and an 18 and 15. Um, against the Clippers, um, and that's just going to prove again that goes to the drafting of the Grizzlies as well, because again that's another player that we have drafted that is actually starting to come to fruition as he's getting better. His time is there, um, and you talk about the next man up. To me, BC has been stepping up and when he's time when it's time for him to prove it. He is definitely proven with a stat line of eighteen and fifteen like that coming off the bench. Come on, man, give me BC for this week. Yeah, she did. That was actually mine, believe it or not. Uh, BC, of course, um, it's kind of started off the season slow, but he's definitely progressing on it, especially like this past week. Um, even the last past game, uh, past what six games, he's a- he's averaged double figures. So, uh, with with Dylan Brisky, and I'm pretty sure his numbers get called more. But of course, energy is infectious, like I've always said. Um, he'll come and do the occasional highlight player to it and, and get us going with that. So, um, my my grills of the week is Brandon Clark for sure. And man, great choices, by the way. And but give me man, Stones, Tyus, Jones, man. He just scored double figures every game. Like it's easy transition for him to go back to the bench and still produce it the way at the rate he was producing when he was starting in place of job. And just seeing that consistency rolling on with him still averaging. I mean, he scored in double figures each each game this week. Even got to start along with job. No, never mind. He got uh, started in place of job again. Had eighteen points. Against the uh, Clippers, although he went over six from three, he still had what eight for seventeen overall shooting. So great game, man. Uh, man, it's you know when people talking about trading expiring contracts, I don't, you know you man just gonna keep everybody at this rate uh, going to the All Star break. But uh, coming into this week, with your Golden State Warriors, see y'all Tuesday. Got a home stand coming up. Got a home stand coming up. Golden State, Minnesota, and Dallas. We got some revenge. Lost Golden State last time. Lost to Dallas last time here. Lost to Minnesota last time. They smacked us. Uh, blew us out at Minnesota. Uh, it's a revenge tour this week, buddy. What's y'all record this week? Um, let me go. This is three games this week. Um, three. That 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 Warriors game is is giving me pause for concern. But I'm going to go three and zero. Um, with the possibility that Steph is not playing. Um, I think he got hurt um, a couple of games ago, and I'm not sure how the extent of that injury, but um, I think he won't play um, in that in that game where they play the Grizzlies. So I'm going to go three and zero, but I definitely want to circle that game against. Is that game? Make sure that game is on there. Uh, the game against the Mavs. The game against the Mavs is a national television national televised game, and that is one game, or those are the games that I always talk about. We got to make sure that we step up. And we do our best and we win those games. It's good to, you know, win those games when we, we are televised. It's good to win those games where we go eight straight. But I want us to make sure that we are in the front minds of every other team, whether it's the Jazz, the Warriors, the Lakers, the just whomever. Winning games like that on national television will give us the recognition that we deserve. 
and you definitely don't want to, you know, keep that, that string hold on the Southwestern division by beating the map. So um, I go three and zero this week. I'm going to actually go two and one into Scott and I'll, before I explain, I'll go back to Scott's point. We'll have back-to-back games on national TV with that Mavs game. Cause we've had that game Friday. And then of course we have the game on Martin Luther King day against uh, the Chicago Bulls. So, Two very prime opportunities to let the national media know that Memphis is here and we ain't going nowhere. Um, I just think for the Warriors game, I think the Grizzlies will come out and play well, but I think they're going to be riding too high on Clay's return. To And that's just going to be a lot for Memphis to overcome. I know Memphis can very well pull this game out, but I think the Warriors pulled it out late in a, in a close one. Um, Minnesota has kind of been shaky all season. They've been playing well now that they got D'Angelo Russell back in the lineup, but I do expect Memphis to take care of business there. And then to much of all our points that we've been making all season, uh, we have to get that game against Dallas uh, if we want to keep that stranglehold on that Southwest division. So I'll go two and one for this week for uh, the Grizz. Yeah, I was, um, I was dead wrong on my face last week. I said three and two. Uh, We beat the Cavs, which was great because it was a back-to-back game. Um, this week, I agree that that Clay Thompson wave is is just riding right now. Um, I do understand that Steph is out, um, but I think that the Warriors will win. Um, I think we beat the Timberwolves. I think the again that game against the Mavericks is definitely a game to circle because right now they're in the five spot right now. So if it were to be the playoff time, that's who we would be seeing right now, and we have to win. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. So give me two and one um, with the loss being against the Warriors, who unfortunately stop our streak. Um, you know, who knows what happens. Um, but then we bounce back with two straight wins after that, going into MLK weekend. Well, MLK game. So coming from last week, I was the only one that said we'll be streaking at this point, um, and we are. And honestly, I'm going to say that the streak continues. The reason I say that is because if Steph Curry is not playing, the Warriors are beatable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the Warriors' number one game plan, number two game plan is to give Steph Curry the ball. If he's not playing and John Moran is, he's definitely going to um, win with that one. Uh, Timberwolves, we got some revenge on that one. Um, so I'm pretty sure we're going to come fired up for that one. Um, as far as the the Mavericks game go, ESPN, I'm expecting a Showtime performance of draw. Like I told you, this is time to prove that he he belongs not only in a um, in an All Star game, but he needs to be a starter. And I think this gonna be you know a huge part of him doing so. Well, but really, of course, the Bulls game, which we'll talk about next week. But those two games are gonna be very key um, in in John Morant becoming a, a All Star starter. But uh, to get to those, I don't think the Warriors have enough to beat the Grizz as well as the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves game is going to be a lot closer uh, than what we think, but I think the Grizz will pull it out. So uh, the streak continues. I think, man, I think we're going to have a coming out party this week. I think I think, I think, think it's – we just got such great momentum, and I think that we'll get we'll get Coach back. You understand, at some point this week from the COVID protocols, we'll get Steven Adams back. Um, I don't – I don't – I think the thing about Clay coming back, like say Clay has a bad game today versus the Cavs, and then Steph goes back out on Tuesday, like it don't mean he's gonna step back in and he's gonna put up, you know what I'm saying, 30 or 35. Like I think it's it's gonna be a, a big emotional thing for them, but I'm not necessarily sold that they're gonna be great and they're gonna be back popping and everything. Um let him come out and struggle, and that's gonna that's gonna dampen the party a lot. 
And if Steph's still out, because Steph, I was watching the game the other day when Steph hurt his quad. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think this is gonna be as 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 normal of a week for the Warriors, and everything's gonna roll out as smoothly. Um, with those things considered, I just think that there's a lot of variables. Uh, I'm definitely not worried about the Timberwolves at all. Like, I ain't worried about them folks at all. Like, they caught us on a weird night. That night, that was like the worst game we played all season. They blew us out the last. And it was time. like two months ago, too, right? Yeah, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's we it's. We were playing way better and like yeah, that was before I think that was before DB had played his first game of the year. Like just yeah, before yeah, we started yeah. playing defense. That too. We was playing no defense at that time. Yeah, yeah, that, was the, that was the game of like y'all don't play no defense. These sorriest teams in the league will blow y'all out. And yeah, they it has not been the same since then. Um, and I think that like the the map see we're, they're gonna be at home all week, so they're gonna get good nice rest, they're gonna be chilling, they're gonna be ready to go. And I definitely think they know. That Ja ain't gonna go for that 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 stuff on Friday. Like Ja's gonna come out like I'm the starting, you know, I'm the starter in the West. Like he gonna come out ready because he that's just how he he just he boy I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. And I don't think he got any beef with Luca or anything. Like they've never it's never been like that. But I think it's he gonna come out like you got me messed up. Especially considering they win these next few games and they come into that jump. Oh, when it's primetime television Friday night, boy, we talking about at that point that would be like what? Uh game 13 in a row, 13 wins in a row. If they win, you know, these next few and they keep riding, they beat they beat Braun, they beat Steph. Like they go, they gonna like boy, they gonna come, he's gonna come in on Friday. It's gonna be ugly. Like it's, it's I just I think that like this is our coming out party. Honestly, like I think that. Like all things considered, like this could be the week that literally the Grizzlies pop out and like they they become like like national sports headlines. It's real, you know what I'm saying? This is what get Ja. This is what gets Ja into the starting, you know what I'm saying? Conversation and really boosts his popularity to that next level. Although he's already like, you know, top ten most popular players in the league or whatever right now. If you look at his social media following or whatever else, like he's a giant already. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have him through you know this weekend. Um, even if they stumble at some point, like I don't, I think that their their momentum is too high to stumble too far. Like they're playing too great, and like, yeah, I got them three and this week. I, I hope that I'm correct too. Um, I definitely want to see him dunk on Luca uh, or Porzingis or somebody on Friday night. Like, please dunk on somebody. Like, embarrass somebody on national TV, please, bro. Like, just please. <laughs> Can I go ahead and put it out there? I, I'm just gonna put it out there, real quick. By the end of this week, will the Grizz be the three seed in the West? Yes or no? Real quick. Who did that? Who are the Jazz playing this week? Let's look at that. Uh, so the Jazz this week they have the Pistons tomorrow, then they have the Cavs Wednesday, and then they have the Nuggets, I believe, that Friday, and then they have the Lakers on MLK Day. Um, I'm gonna say no, but give me the end of the month. Give me another Yeah, yeah, they, they, they can win these games this week. These yeah, guys. making up a game and a half in a week is a lot. We just saw how bad the Pistons are. The Pistons are, yeah. ooh, we. They, yeah, that's a class. I, of the I was at that I game. Knew. I know it was. Pistons are, I almost went. I wanted to go really badly, and when I watched the game, I was like, I'm glad I didn't go. Like. It was ugly. Like I do the Pistons did just make a good move though. They got Bo Bo today. Yeah, shout out to Bo Bo. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Nick, 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 Nick is a franchise. I think he just needs some. He just needs. He needs more time. He wasn't getting no clock in Denver. Hey, y'all, he needs more time. and start immediately. Exactly. out. if I help you out, you have somebody he can pass the ball to. I'm telling you, he's got to start, man. He just needs some reps. Like, Bobo, yeah. he's extremely talented, but, like, being behind Jokic, like, he ain't never going to get no no reps. Like, he ain't you embarrassing me. When we bring Tolan Knox to the starting five? <laughs> we might as well. We just did. All right. Watch. Brian, I'm with you. I'm with you on Bobo. I'm Watch. Let him, let, him, let him become the starting <laughs> the starting four or five with the Pistons. The Pistons ain't got nobody anyway. They might as well run him. Yeah, yeah might as well. Bobo turned into a no no. Y'all trolling like that. Start talking about Bobo, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but they, they got I, nothing I, else going for him. K Cunningham won't do nothing. He kept nobody was coming in the lane, getting wide open shots, and passing it out to everybody on the three point line. And there was none. There was man. They built a brick house in that giant. Oh, oh my god, it was so bad. I was like, why are you passing up every shot? He should be. He should have had forty or at least attempted. He should, have had, he, he should have been Russ or at least Dylan Brooks with the shot attempts. He should have been in shoot the, everything, bro. Don't fuck yeah. garbage. Shoot. I don't know. I did not understand that the other day. I was like, but yeah, they, I, I, I'll agree with you guys. I think by the end of the cap, day, cap, 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 captain, they, they talking about Bobo way too long, though. Well, well, I was getting ready to bring hey, it back. I tried to stop. Let him get a ball. No, I was getting ready to bring it back to the Grizz and say to answer the question that I agree with y'all that the Grizz will probably be the three seed by the end of January. I was getting ready to bring it back. So. Yeah. Hey. Agreed. I agree with you on that one. All right. Bet. <laughs> Oh, you know how to move forward from that, man. Like you just in the throw right there. You, watch, watch his minutes. If he gets about twenty, if he gets about twenty-five minutes, watch watch how the watch how it goes. I'm telling you. Right. Y'all look at y'all look on how the troll not thinking song on this is extreme. Uh because that John would have been played right now. But um <laughs> <laughs> what I'm supposed to be talking about. My prediction. Uh give me the grids three and oh man. I ain't worried about the Warriors. Clay, Dre, Ray. Still, why club? I don't care, man. Give me the false grids. We've been three, guys. Why club? Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Hey, give me grids three out this week, man. Damn. I'm, now, I'm, I'm loving everybody with the, almost, the, with the heat they bring him right now. Let's go. <laughs> but now, only with Jock getting his, uh, you know, he getting the more popularity. His dad, his pops, man. Team Rand out here throwing shirts. I hear heckling the uh, opposing players that he know becoming the uh, Memphis version of Spike Lee out here, man. They, Man, we we rolling over here, man. Three zero this week. We gonna get the Bulls next Monday. We'll talk about that next week. I ain't about that. I'm, I'm not gonna go that far. Let's go, man. We got we got this week three zero. That's what we got. <laughs> I think she needed a question. Go ahead. Oh no no, I'm just saying one week at a time. One yeah. week, one yeah. game, one, week, yeah. one quarter, one play at a time. Oh, yeah, because right. the Bulls, the Bulls right. ain't no joke. They are yeah. finally. What, what, sorry, would you go to that game? Seeing as you are a former Bulls fan. I know Jimmy Butler is. It's a, MLK uh, Day. Miami, so. <laughs> I might go because it's MLK Day, but it ain't got nothing to do with it. It's a good game to go to. Yeah. Right. And it's a good game yeah. to go to, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that from the Pistons game. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. But, uh, man, Ryan, thank you, man. He was a great guest, man. Thank you for coming on. Tell the people where they could follow you at. Appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I am a huge NBA fan. I don't really follow any sports anymore. So and I'm definitely – I can talk Grizzlies for ever in a day and all things NBA, you know, Toss Joints, Bobo, 
everything. Like I like this was fun. Um, you guys can follow me everywhere at Ryan the Mind TV. Um, also make sure that you follow at Memphis Jookin everywhere and support the Memphis Jookin movement. We're getting ready to go on a 2022 USA tour starting February 11th and 12th. We have our first first shows at the Orpheum Theater, and then we're going West Coast. Actually, coming to Phoenix, Tev. Um, on nice third, I think it is. Um, you guys can get tickets at tour.memphisjookin.com. Um, and make sure you follow us everywhere. And um, yeah, at Ryan the Mind TV at Memphis Zookin. And thank you guys so much for having me. And make sure that you guys continue to support the starting five. Great content. You know what I'm saying? They're, this is this is great. This is what we need in Memphis. We need much more of this. And um, yeah. But man, remember to follow us at the starting five, the number five MEM. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network 3D Podcast, Code 4 Podcast, GBB Live, and The Longview. Remember to follow me on Twitter at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Scott on Twitter. The Art of Trevor, man. Let's get it. Um, it's really cheating. I've just got to pass the ball at this point, like Kay Cunningham. I don't even want the ball at this point, but I'm still at Tev. <laughs> Go Grease.